0: Let me ask you that. Like, from devoted to not devoted, I wasn't really crazy about being a devoted person, right? Like, I mean, sins seemed all right with me. I could do a little sin, I could do a little not sin, I could do a little devotion. I wasn't really trying to be a fully devoted person. I had the kind of same Muslim experience. Christ conscious came down to me, slammed me in the head, and said, This is it. You have to come to realization that you, your boys, your life, everything is about devotion to Christ now. And if you don't get this, you're going to be fucking slammed. Sorry for my language, everybody, but I'm going to be honest here on this show. I did not want this. I did not even want to pay attention to this. I thought I could kind of ride the middle road. I'm on this show right now doing this podcast with everybody saying, it wasn't my plan, guys. I didn't mean truth-sayer. I didn't mean complete devotion to Jesus Christ. I did not mean to be... I mean, I had lots of girlfriends who did not want me to be. And it'd be easier for me not to be. So I asked the question, you must feel the same way as I do. There's times when I don't want to be a Jesus lover. It's not that I don't love Jesus. I just didn't want it to be like a devotional thing. I kind of think to myself, why do I have to go way out of my way to be a religious person? The world doesn't seem to respect it. Like, can't we just kind of find a middle ground? Now I can't. I'm doing this now saying, I can't. I literally believe all this with all my might. And I believe that when, we, when we're not discerning and we're letting demons in, and that it's light or dark all the time, and I can't be weak, I can't be half. I have to fully be a believer now. Nobody wants to do that, really. I mean, or do they? I think about Gospel and Baptists and people who've been great believers for years. I never thought I'd be one of those. Did you ever really wanna be like a full believer? I mean, is this really what you're
1: about? Before I became a Christian, I didn't want really nothing to do with the Christian faith. Actually, I used to mock my bunkie every time he'd be on his knees praying every night, making fun of him. I mean, it was never something that I wanted in my life. I wasn't looking for it. That's what I'm trying
0: to say, right? We didn't want this. But what
1: happened when I got my spiritual eyes opened, nothing else mattered. Nothing else came close to the importance of getting your life right with a God. Like when I when I came to the realization, no, there is a God. He's almighty, he's all powerful, and he's not happy. I mean, yeah, we could talk about the loving side of God, which many Christians do, he is a loving God, he is, but he's also a righteous God, he's also a wrathful God.
0: That's what I was asking before, right? The God's wrathful too. He's freaking pissed off jealous and, and or whatever the things, I don't know what the words would say, but God is not always nice.
1: He chastises.
0: Chastises slaps you across he, the head he
1: rebukes he chastises
0: that's the god i know
1: by and the way it's true so many times people want to create their own idol of god this is my image of god he's he's a loving god he doesn't send no one to hell he doesn't care if I'm worshiping other gods. He doesn't need me to pray to him to help other people. Right, like
0: that version. <laughs> you
1: know, like everybody everybody wants
0: I don't believe in that God anymore.
1: And that's you know, that's the watered down version this world is trying to paint God as I don't believe and in that God anymore, by the way. You read the scriptures, when whenever you have a nation and leaders falling into sin, what happens? Plagues. Yeah. Wrath upon the people. Yeah,
0: God freaking brings down the wrath.
1: God yeah. uses his his you know, his it chastisement, pay. it's crazy because every time that God would judge the people, they'd always come back. You know, God always opens that door of, of come back to me.
0: Well, people are good at that. They like to be beaten down and judged. They're like masochists. They like wanna be like, <laughs> you know, like be, you know, beaten and told they're wrong. And then like, oh God, I'm so, I now get it. And they come back for a minute as if there was a thing, right? I mean, I gotta say that's part of the, when I say weak, I keep saying weak. I wanna know what weak looks like. Man is weak. Man is weak.
1: And it's so true. And It's true. You know, all through the scripture, God always chastised the nation of Israel. Israel was their chosen people. And every time, whether they were in the wilderness and they lusted, whether they tempted God, whether they sinned, God brought wrath and judgment. And what happened was people came to their senses through what they were experiencing and said, no, there's nothing else that really matters. We got to get our life right with God. You have to ask yourself, why do you think COVID-19 is spreading across the world? And then going into second stages, and, and why do you think that since all these people, all these scientists created all these really awesome vaccines, that this thing is able to mutate and strand? I don't want to sit here and say exactly what it is, but in good speculation, we are living in a very sinful world. We're living in a world that has rebelled against God. We have an entire city that glorifies sin. You know, they call it sin city for a reason. But it's not only that, every single city in America is experiencing gang violence, gun violence, rape, murder, robbing, burglary, stealing, hate. I mean, you name it, every city in America. And why do you think that there is a massive plague striking America? And, you know, I mean, this is a light plague you know, we weren't around when the black plague hit Europe in the in the early 1600s. And one thing I remember is I think he was the priest of England declared that this is a judgment from God. And he declared it to all the people in the land. We are being judged by God. And why? Because they became wicked. Darkness had taken over. You know, sometimes it's crazy how life works, but you know, just like me, I went through a horrible experience being in prison for more than a decade. And, you know, through that chastisement and through that, you know, pain and hurt and all those dark chapters I had to go through, look at where I'm at now. You know, it's, it's crazy how God works. And the, the scripture says that his ways are unsearchable in his past finding out. You don't even know his ways are above our ways as the heavens are above the earth. It's so deep and we don't know why God has allowed this plague to come upon this earth. But one thing you got to think about, if he didn't want the plague here, it wouldn't be a plague. And that's deep. We have to look at what's going on in our churches, what's going on in our communities, in our houses. What are we filling our minds with through the Internet and television and music industry? I mean, the entire world has become so morally deep degraded. So you got to just sit here and think, you know, do you think this plague is just a coincidence during, you know, the last 10 years when the music industry and television industry and gaming industry, and I mean, every industry there is in our entire household and culture, we are in a falling away. There is a great falling away right now. And we can't sit here and act like this plague is just a coincidence. Because it, yeah, people could call it oh, it's a virus, it's it's a disease. No, this is a plague. It's a plague because of sin. If we're going to be true truth sayers, this is it. Go through history. Look in history. Look at the scriptures of the Bible. Whenever people fell into wicked sin, the when a group of a people, nations fell into sin and rebelled against God, plague struck. Plague and judgment, famine. In, in pestilences, this is what we're living in. This is it.
0: So let's go to the mystical again. All right. So, like, so let's assume we're all down here. In the midst of free will, Satan is at an all-time high. Our choices are constantly being presented to us as sin or a faith. We want to sin. We want to be a faith. We, we're doing the whole thing. What's happening on the other world while we're down here? So you're here in front of me i'm here in front of me are there angels above us are there god's children i mean what we're in a room at a table right now talking to each other about spiritual life let's just do like game of thrones or mysticism or hobbit what is happening while we're here
1: oh no there's definitely spiritual warfare taking place
0: so let's just take the warfare out like what's the spiritual world that is above us let's take the warfare out Do you have a spiritual connection with a spiritual entity? Did he follow you in the house? Is, you know, like what is happening? Because let's just pretend like we're all just normal human beings. We're just sitting here, two people in front of a microphone, believe in what we believe in, but in this version of spiritual, metaphysically explain to us what else is happening here?
1: All around us, just like you see people. Driving down the street and people walking their dog, and you know, all these people just going in different places and doing different things in the spiritual world. The spirits are in that same set,
0: you can't see them, but they're there.
1: You can't see them, but they're there.
0: So, we live in a world where there are spirits that you can't see, but they're there.
1: Absolutely, you believe that? Oh, 100%. And not only that, we understand God's throne is in the third heaven, the highest heaven, and beneath that is the realm where spiritual forces of darkness in this world reside
0: beneath the third third heaven
1: well yeah beneath heaven itself because satan was kicked out of heaven there were three stages or levels of heaven or yeah i want to embellish on that like
0: is there a world where like if somehow we frequency tuned into it it'd be hell I mean, do we see hell? Is there a hell? Is there mischief happening right now in this room? And we don't know. I mean, tell no, me out so, here.
1: So hell is the place of departed souls that have died, as well as certain demons and or fallen angels that are chained into chains of darkness into the day of judgment. All those people in hell are waiting for judgment right now. The judgment will take place at the great white throne right where god will judge the world everyone's life is completely recorded every word you spoke every thought you said or every thought you thought i mean everything is there that makes me happy by the way
0: i mean i'm a real believer and i want that to be the case i want to be accountable for every thought that i've ever had for god at this day
1: absolutely and everything is completely and fully recorded but what matters is if your name is written into the Lamb's Book of Life or not. And the Lamb's Book of Life is those that have confessed their faith in Christ for the salvation of their souls through the sacrifice that he gave for our, for our failures. I
0: believe in the sacrifice. I do. That was my big believing moment.
1: So getting into that, but hell is a place where it's complete horror, I mean, our minds cannot conceive. There's a book. I recommend everybody read it. It's called The Divine Revelation of Hell by Mary Kay Baxter. That's the name of the book. This book ain't no joke. I mean, even if you don't believe in God or you don't believe in hell or you don't believe in her account of what she saw because she claims that God took her to hell and and told her to record what hell looks like so she could tell the world. I'm asking.
0: I would love for her to tell me.
1: It's pain, it's horror, it's torture, it's a place where no good resides. The Bible says every good gift comes down from the Father of lights. When there's no Father of lights, when there's there's no good gift, nothing good, everything that we appreciate right now from breathing to living comfortable, food, I mean, you name it, everything that is good in this world is completely absent. Your body, your mind, your heart, everything is in a state of corruption and it's eternal. Because when you die, you step into eternity, everything becomes eternal. It can now become temporal and, you know, I'm going to live in hell for 10 minutes and then I'm going to change my mind and I'm going to get my life right and I'm going to, you know, be right with God. No, when you enter into eternity, if your heart, mind, and soul is in that state of corruption, absent from the faith of God and Christ, you enter into an eternal state that is permanent. It's horrible because we don't understand how graphic and painful this can possibly be. I mean, you think about being stuck in a burning car and you can't get out and that's going to be your life. But hell is a place that it was and is the most greatest deterrence for living for the flesh, living for this world because Everyone has to die, everyone. And so you want to make sure that when you die, you're going into a state of eternity that is blessed and not cursed.